I don't know. Have you ever scored from a corner, Karen? Have you ever oh, taken a corner? I've, I've never. Absolutely not. I only give them away. Okay, let's talk about the Irish boys. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I was listening to a piece yesterday, I won't say where, but there was like every single Cheltenham cliche in the space of about 10 seconds. The the Cheltenham Roar, the Presbury Park, the the all the stuff. It's like, and I guess it's because the Olympics of National Hunt, I guess it's because there's not that many superlatives left when you're talking about something that happens every year and that year on year always delivers. John Duggan, good morning to you. Your challenge is to um, shoehorn as many of the cliches as you possibly can into the, the uh, next 10 minutes. Well, this is the mecca of jumps racing. This is the National Hunt Olympics, as you say, Jer. And the deafening roar will go up at half one for the Supreme Officers hurdle when the tapes go up. Don't lose your shirt, folks. You know, it's a long week. Oh, it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Is that enough? Yeah, we're done. We're done. <laughs> Good. A great start. Uh, what's it like? Uh, it's dry. That's the first thing. It's cold. It's dry. The ground is drying out. Good to soft ground. Um, a lot of anticipation here. Uh, that we're getting back to some semblance of normality. We know what happened two years ago with COVID. It shouldn't happen this festival. Then last year is behind closed doors. And just for Rachel Blackmore herself, not to be able to lead in Honeysuckle with all the cheers of the fans, it must have been a very strange feeling for her. And you'd hope that today she can do it in the champion hurdle at half three. The horse has never been beaten. And just to see people back enjoying themselves, obviously this is a very sobering aspect to this with the war going on in Ukraine. Uh, the last race today is sponsored uh, uh, by the Ukraine appeal, so there's uh, invitations to the race goers to donate to the Red Cross. Cheltenham will be doing that as well. So, uh, obviously, we're thinking about other people who are not having uh, as fortunate a time as ourselves this week. You know? Yeah. Okay. We, we'll talk a bit more about that later on. Can you just give us a little bit about what else apart from honeysuckle? Because we, we do a deep dive. Yeah. We love we love honeysuckle on this show. Um, what else should people be looking out for today? Well, it's the return of Gordon Elliott, isn't it? Last year, he was serving a band, and East Foster had the horses in training here at Cheltenham and Gordon Elliott's back and he's got a lot of chances in, in uh, many of the races. I think he's going to have a very good week. I think William Mullins is going to have a very good week. Uh, it's very much going to be, lads, uh, a continuation, I think, with the fact that it takes a while for any kind of uh, cycles to change. And with 23 out of 28 winners last year and with uh, bumper horses and good novice hurdlers then become like proper chasers, proper hurdlers, it, it's hard for the British contingent here to just turn the tide in a year. And I don't think that's going to happen this year. I think there's going to be a lot of Irish trained winners. Um, and I think that there's a, a lot of potential stars, even in the first race. You know, you have Kill Crush, a Dysart Dynamo. If I'm looking at a horse that's been backed more than anything else this morning, it's Dysart Dynamo for William Mullins and Paul Tennant in the first in the Supreme Officers Hurdle at 2-1 to one now. The Constitution Hill is very well regarded, Mighty Potter. It's going to be an excellent race to start. So... A lot of it is about the stars of uh, today, which is Honeysuckle, but also the stars of the future, which you're going to get out of that first race. And in the bumper tomorrow, Fasal Vega, Redemption Day, American Mike. These could be the stars of the future that we're talking about as potential champion chasers or Gold Cup horses in the future, you know. Um, one of the things that you like to do is just to make sure that you're keeping an eye on where the big movers are on the day to see where the money's going. That's generally a sense that somebody somewhere has got good word. But the trouble is that around festivals like this, 
everybody has word. The Shoeshine Boy is giving you stock tips today. <laughs> yeah, it's... Was it Police Police Squad or Police Academy? Or, or I can't remember the the, the, the Leslie Nielsen show. Um, look, you've got to trust your own opinion. Like, for example, I read Ruby Walton Examiner and Patrick Mullins in the Indo today, and they both tipped Kilcrush in the first race. Uh, there's a family connection with that horse. He was second in the bumper last year. He hasn't run that well so far this season, but I think he could be coming to a uh, cherry ripe situation with Kilcrush. But he's drifting in the betting. He's right about nine to one now. So there you go. So the other horse in the yard, Dice Art Dynamo, the man to the stable jockey, Paul Tennant, is the one that's getting all the money. you just got to trust your own judgment and your own opinion, I think, in this. 28 races, a lot of races, and I think it's better to be more conservative. And Like, for example, the Arkle Chase, the second race today, wouldn't go near it. I think it's too difficult to work out. And then the Boodles Hurdle, anybody getting involved in that race, which is at 10 to 5, you know, just needs their head examined. Because there's... 24 run, 22 runners and there's a horse at the top of the betting Gaelic Warrior that hasn't even run outside of France but he's just so well regarded in the Willie Mullins yard they think it's a certainty but like if, you, if, you're, if you're trying to get uh, a Cheltenham week off to a good start by backing in those races you, you're, you're really taking risks so therefore I think it's just a case of just being sensible and, and maybe looking for something later in the week if you don't fancy it today I, I'm, I'm not really up to speed on any of the anti-post betting but the one horse I'd heard about that a friend of mine had put a, a decent wedge on in the anti-post was Gaelic Warrior so uh, all of a sudden uh, his chances don't seem so, uh, so secure John well, I think if you get him at 8-1 to one or 10-1 to one each yeah. way, absolutely, it's a great bet. But at the moment, I'm looking at 5-2 to two in the betting, lads, and that's way too short for me. You ought to be maybe, like if they're paying five or six paces for each way, you'd be looking at some of the Gordon Elliott horses. Gordon Elliott's got a good record in this race. Um, Paul Nichols has got a good record in this race. He's got Bell X1, if you like the band. Um, dead about 25-28-1. to one. So, look, it's all about value, and it's not about winners or losers. Of course, if you back a winner at Cheltenham, it does feel good. You can, you know, puff out your chest and strut down the streets of Kerry or, or Kildare, lads. But, uh, you know, it's just just try and get some profit and try and maybe uh, back one or two and, and see if you can get ahead. Yeah, be calm. Use your head. Yeah. Don't wait Use in. your head. Don't yeah. wait in. Just, just, just. And also, for example, Henry de Bromhead's yard has not been in the best of form. He hasn't had any winners in March, right? I'm just going through it here some of the statistics about Henry de Bromhead's yard. Like, nine winners in October, 13 in November, eight in December, four in January, seven in February. Last year, he won the Champion Hurdle, Champion Chase and Gold Cup. But if Honeysuckle disappoints today, that doesn't really give you much confidence in a Plutar or Manella Indo later in the week or put the kettle on or even Journey With Me as well. So, therefore, you have to be checking the hot yards. I was at Leopardstown last week speaking to Willie Mullins. He had four winners on the day. His yard is flying. Uh, Gary Moore's yard is doing well in the UK um, Nicky Henderson's has been a little bit cold so Henry de Bromhead it has to be said has not had the best of seasons so hopefully his horses are coming into form at the right time but you just don't know and if Honeysuckle does disappoint because I think what will happen with Honeysuckle if she's going to lose she'll have to be below her best you know um, if, if you want to see what's drifting in the betting, go to Odds Checker and the the yep. ones that are in blue are shortening and the ones that are in pink are yes. are drifting. That's right. Okay. Um, like Mart- Martello Sky is the only other horse that's been backed really in the Maris Hurdle at a price. But the, the big the big move this morning is Dysart Dynamo in the opener. Okay. But also there'll be about 11 o'clock it'll change again. Why? What happens then? Is it that's when? It, the, the, just you get a sense of who's worked well, and then you start getting the players involved. The players will start getting involved. The the the, the, the people will harden the markets that are uh, have the big money behind them. Uh, okay. Will harden the markets. I remember Aventon a couple of years ago being heavily backed in the morning, and then Julia Blige in the Champion Hurdle. 
But just because a horse drifts doesn't mean it does, its chance is gone. It's all about what you see on the day, if you get me. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so what have you got for us today, John? Um, I'm napping John Bon um, in the first race. John Bon is a full brother to Duvan. And this is trained by Nicky Henderson and will be ridden by Aidan Coleman for J.P. McManus. At the moment, John Bonney, uh, on otbsports.com, I've napped him to win only. But you could almost back him each way now because he's drifting out to about 5-1, to 11-2. Look, it's all about the future stars. And John Bon could be a future star. He's got a high cruising speed. He doesn't mind a battle. He jumps well. He is uh, a bit temperamental in that he does get a bit excited, but... I don't think Nicky Henderson's too worried about the preliminaries around the, the paddock. And I think John Bon, if there's going to be a star out of this race, I think it's John Bon. I think that he'll be, whether Kilcrut leads or Dysart Dynamo leads, I think he'll be tucked in behind them. And I think that to reach the frame, he's definitely got a big chance. And John Bon, of all the horses I've been studying over the last few days, was the one I just kind of felt was a horse that I think could be the, the star of the future. Tony McCoy said that. And I think he might be the one today for the nap. So John Bon is my nap bet at about nine to two, five to one. Yeah, that is in the one thirty. It, it was interesting that McCoy talked about how emotional it would be for JP if this horse won. I'm like, well, I mean, the, you know, like they've they've had a lot of good horses over the years, and so they're good judges. But yet at the same time, there's other good horses in that race too. So okay, John Bond's your nap in the first. Yeah, and it would be emotional if you spent half a million on something and it won. Um, <laughs> so the 10 past uh, two is the Oracle Chase. My recommendation is no bet in that race. Um, the 250, I'm gone for Noble Yates at a price of 14 to 1, 16 to 1 now. It's drifting a little bit. This horse has been bought for the Grand National by the Whaley Cones. Uh, Emmett Mullins trains it. He actually beat Gabby Naco over a shorter distance earlier in the season. And then he was second to Ahoy Senior last time out. Uh, I think he stays. I think he's got the pace to settle up. If he jumps in the rhythm, I think Noble Yates has got an each-way chance. He's my each-way bet of the day. About 14-16s in the Ultimate Handicap Chase. In the half three, the champion hurdle, I'm, I'm going for appreciated against Honeysuckle. Right. Uh, I am just on the, be- on the on the prices. Look, I want Honeysuckle to win. It's it's not a, a pocket talking. I do want Honeysuckle to win. I, I would I'm not going to be disappointed if my horse loses that I'm that I'm tipping up. But I think appreciated is the one that could put it up to her. Like Quivega was sent out five times by Willie Mullins to win first time out at the festival. So I'm not worried the fact that appreciated has not been seen since he won the Supreme Officers Hurdle last year by 24 lengths. Um, we heard Sean Flanagan on the Saturday panel talking about the vibes were good. Um, I, I think he's working well, appreciated. And we know he was second in that bumper behind Fernie Hollow and the form of that has very much worked out. The times are pretty much similar to the champion hurdle last year. And if appreciated improves and if Honeysuckle is not at our best, appreciated the four to one might be the one to beat her. Um, in the 10 past four, which is the mayor's hurdle, I've gone for the favorite there, Queensbrook. Once again, strong bumper form, third in that bumper behind Ferdy Hollow and appreciated Queensbrook. And Gordon Elliott, I think, is sweet on her chances. Um, the vibes are good once again, kind of tuned up for this with a performance behind uh, Burning Victory. Queensbrook has won as a pointer. I think she'll get the trip and I think that she'll be staying on up the hill uh, better than a lot of these. So Queensbrook is the, the, the a win-only bet in the Maris Hurdle. As I said, don't go near that Boodles Hurdle, that juvenile hurdle, unless you're uh, like Owen's friend on Gaelic Warrior at a good price. But I think Gordon Elliott's got a great record in the race and he's definitely worth uh, being on the right side of in that one. And in the, the last race, once again, no recommendation. Vanillier, by the way, has been back, lads, this morning now into 3-1 to one for Gavin Cromwell. Won at the festival last year. 
I think Run Wild Fred the favours is a solid favours. Uh, was second in the Irish Grand National last year, won the Troy Town Chase at Navin. I don't fancy Staffler. I don't think Staffler will stay. Um, so I do think it's between Run Wild Fred and Vanillier, but I'm not recommended to bet on that one. So the bets today, Queensbrook and appreciated to win. Uh, Noble Yates each way and the Nap Lads is John Bunt. Okay. Um, the Guardian today are writing about the Irish takeover, the greening and how the long-term <laughs> impact on British racing might be yeah. relatively negative because, you know, how do the trainers convince an owner to spend a couple of hundred grand on a horse and many thousands more in training fees if you can't get a winner or even a run at Cheltenham? So, yeah, part of me is like, well, tough luck. That's just how life works. And part of me is like, well, you know, I understand a little bit about what the point you're making. Well, I walked around here in 2017 when we had 19 winners. Obviously, nobody was here last year. And I felt I was a punch of 10 lads. And that was a sort of strange feeling to have at a Chatham yeah. Festival where you come here two decades ago and you really felt like an underdog. And if Istabrak won, we'd be all happy for the week. Uh, so I do think British racing is, is facing challenges. Uh, prize money is one thing. And, and as you said there, like for Tivoli Park Stud or for uh, construction companies to be sending horses to William Mullins and Gordon Elliott is not a good look for the British owners uh, and, and, and for the British trainers. So I think the British trainers can train. It's just that the owners need to have faith in them that they'll keep their horses here. But if you see the success of, of Willie and, and Gordon and uh, that they can get these, they've got these contacts in, in the points field in Ireland and also in the, in the French market, uh, it's hard to kind of swing the tide. But um, institutionally, British racing uh, needs to up its game, as it were. And um, we want to see a, a good, healthy rivalry here. It's almost, it's become something that the, the, the Irish is, is so important to Cheltenham that they, they boosted this whole Ireland-England thing. And now it's got to the stage where it's almost like it's, it's, it's now got out of control. In a way. Uh, and it's got to the stage where um, they, they want to be almost playing it down because they don't want to be coming in with a little English flag five times a week. Because to be honest, three, four decades ago, most of the, most of the jockeys were Irish anyway. Most of the horses came from Ireland. They were just sold because our, our country was so poor. So... Um, you just ho- you'd, you'd hope that um, it's a more level playing field. But uh, the more you push a narrative and the more it's going one-sided, the harder it is to change it. Yeah. All right. John, we leave it there. Happy punting. All right, lads. We'll talk to you Thanks. tomorrow. Cheers. More from John, of course, across the day on otbsports.com and on the radio this evening. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.